We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the second straight night, these Garden fans, 2,000 strong and loud on their feet, giving the team a standing ovation as the Knicks are going to continue their longest winning streak in seven years. And the Garden again becoming the Knicks' Xanadu. And there it is, eight wins in a row. This season of hope, this season of promise continues as Tom Thibodeau's Knicks find a way to win again. Oh. It doesn't feel real. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. You know why it doesn't feel real? You know why it doesn't feel real? Because during the bad times, during the bad times, when it got, when it gets really bad, you allow yourself to fantasize about what it would be like to have a a winning team. And what it would look like, and what it would feel like, and you, and if you're sick in the head like me, you like that's how you get to sleep at night. You fall, you fall asleep. You you start to think about like, oh, if this team just did this and this and this and this, and then we progress, win this, and and it's it's a fantasy. It's just a fantasy because that's that's what it takes to get through the dark days. That's what it takes. And this is better than the fantasy. It's better than the fantasy because in the fa- in the fantasy, in the fantasy, you get the star free agent or you make the big trade or you win the lottery or some good fortuitous thing happens to your team that allows you to do something like this. You don't you don't just show up to a season with the lowest over under projected win total in the entire fucking league with a new coach and basically the same roster and just become a top 10 team. And we're going to talk a lot about this game, but I I have to stop for a second because it's the longest winning streak, obviously since 2013, 14 and the eight game winning streak that that team had coached by Mike Woodson, by the way, in the building, um tonight had to be inspiring that was at the end of a season that had already been lost so i'm not even going to give as much credit to that eight game winning streak as i am to this one which feels entirely different it couldn't two eight game winning streaks could not feel more different um you don't do this this doesn't happen this isn't real shitty teams don't just magically become top 10 teams overnight it does not happen. Um, and yet, here we are. Because you have your top eight teams in the league, and then you got this group after those top eight teams in the league. And by the way, some of the eight, top eight teams in the league aren't looking so top eight-ish of late, but whatever. We don't have to talk about that. Um, and then you have this group of teams. You have Dallas. You have Atlanta. You have Boston. And you have maybe Miami. And we've beaten all those teams except Miami, which we'll get another chance at them. It's hoodie season, baby. It's hoodie season, Andrew Claudio. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's, uh, 
This feels really good. This feels really good. And and I just, again, before I talk about this game, the last thing I'm going to say is, and I know everybody, if you're here and you're watching me and it's a quarter to 11 and it's a weeknight, I know I don't have to tell you this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Take, take this in. If you're someone that's watching and you're like 18 or 22 or 24 years old and you don't really know what it is to just suffer through utter misery as a sports fan, take this in because you get, you get seasons like this. Maybe if you root for four, if you root for teams in every sport, you get a season like this once every several years, maybe, maybe you get a season like this once every several years, because here's the thing. If the team gets good, and they have good season after good season. They're not like this. That's not what this is. I remember the 90s. I remember 2012-13. When you're expected to be good, it's a different feeling. This is something else. This is something special. This is magic happening right before our eyes. Um, you know, it's, uh, I'm a little overwhelmed just because it's been a lot of years. And I know this game felt a little... A little cheap because of what happened to Trey Young, but at the same time, um, as we have been saying time and time and time and time and time again this year, say it with me now, the Knicks don't win this game in the past. They don't. It doesn't matter that Trey Young goes down. They don't win this game in the past. Um, but they won this one. Did they ever win this one? And they won it twice. They <laughs> they lost it, and then they won it. And then they and then they almost lost it, and then they really won it. Um, I'm gonna get up to uh, I'm gonna get to some of the super chat, then I'm gonna recap the game, and then we'll do super chat intermittently throughout. And we got tips tonight, um, so we'll we'll um, we'll see what we can get in for for Tom. Stevens Guillaume starts us off, of course, not how I wanted to win this game because Trey was killing us, but a W is a W, a four, uh, fourth seed. Fourth seed, go Knicks. Robert Cross, is it fair to say that we're going to kick the Nets' ass in the playoffs? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Um, you know, the Nets have their own issues. The Nets are not healthy right now. Um, and at this rate, is there any guarantee that the Nets ever get healthy? Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Um, I'm telling you, though, I'll tell you this. The Knicks, the Knicks are not afraid of any matchup, and you and me and all of us as fans – we should not be afraid of any matchup. Not right now. We shouldn't. Not the way this team is playing. Not with the confidence that this team has when they go out on the floor every night. Every night. And again, it almost bit them in the ass tonight. And it kind of bit them in the ass a little bit in the Charlotte game. And I know I didn't get a chance to talk to you after the Charlotte game. But they're they're playing with such confidence that they, just, they think that they could kind of like defend at like one level in the first half or in the beginning of the game and then kick it up a notch as the game goes on. And then they realize like, oh, shit, we can't do that. We have to defend at like this level the entire time to win. Um, they're playing with a lot of confidence and they don't fear any team. They will not fear any team in the playoffs. I'll tell you that right now. Janky painting. Uh, these games make me so nervous. Jesus Christ, I mean, that to talk about an understatement. Um, I'm going to have to start wearing diapers. I have some large diapers, I think, somewhere around here because my, my older daughter still wears overnights. Um, so, uh, so nice to have something to play for. Um, shortcut to RJ Oldman Racquetball League mid-high tube sock game. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> the comments. I love the comments. All right, I'm going to get to some more of these. Um, Nick Petroselli, what's up, Mac? My girlfriend is now officially a Knicks fan. Um, the impossible is possible. Very quick shout out to my wife, who tonight um, did two things. One, she deemed Kevin Herter to be the, um, what did she say, younger or older? I think she said the older, taller brother of Jeremy Cohen. And two, my wife was down to the stage where during the fourth quarter at the end, she was like, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, don't go in, don't go in. And that's not my wife. That is not how she watches sporting events. And that's where that's where she was at by the end of this game. 
Um, Kevin Herter is good. Uh, CT Pittman, what's up, my man? Julius post game with Rebecca. New York, we here. Goddamn right they here. Thank you. Greg film stuff. Don't know if the Knicks win this game if uh, Trey Young doesn't go down. Rather win it with Trey on the floor, but we got to take it. Team refuses to lose. Yeah, I mean, look, do they win this game if Trey Young stays in? I don't know. Um, I will say this Bogdan Bogdanovich did a pretty good Trey Young impersonation down the stretch of that game. And there's only one ball. The ball's only going to be in one person's hands. I think they had kind of started to not figure out Trey Young, but they had started to make Trey Young's life pretty difficult. Um, is it gonna? It does it. Does it cheapen the win like five percent, maybe seven percent, maybe? Yeah, sure. But at the same time, like man, we we're missing, and I know it's not the same as Trey Young, but they were missing their backup center. They were missing their sixth man. Um, you know, and they're undermanned. They're they're the, the team that was supposed to win twenty one and a half games. Um, you know, it is what it is. So I don't, I don't, I don't feel too bad. I don't feel too bad. Um, let's get some more here. Michael Aaron, what's going on, my man? When IQ hit that three in OT, I honestly got a little choked up. I was a kid when Ewing played. That kind of team is long overdue. Big 15 is special. Big 15, baby. Shout out to the Big 15. Emmanuel, quickly, we're going to, I'm going to start actually talk, uh, a couple more super chat comments and then I'm going to get to quickly. Um, Dalson, 25. I just want to keep this team going beyond the season and add in the draft picks. Love the heart. How could you not? And I think they're going to make use of these draft picks one way or another. CT Pittman, can we get to 40 wins? Can we get to 40 wins? It's not insane. And last, um, Ryan Brady may go unnoticed based on um, how this game was, uh, how this game was, how this, how electric this game was. We're really good defense hustle out of Obi tonight. Thank you for saying that. Convinced he helped keep it close. I loved Obi Toppin's minutes. I I'm, I could talk about it now because I don't need to spend that much time on it. Obi Toppin's minutes. I'm not going to say they won them the game, but those were valuable NBA minutes from a guy who belonged on an NBA court in a playoff atmosphere against a damn good team. That's Obi Toppin. That's what we've been waiting for, and he did it tonight. I know he didn't score. I don't even know if he scored any points. I think he had one dunk. Um. So, yeah, anyway, um, and DZilla, did IQ move back into the top five most important players on the team? Absolutely. That was a bad job by me, um, leaving him off. RJ, good, bad game. Yes, Julius still amazing. Yes, D-Rose 2.0, the best. Got to love this team. And hold on. Oh, I, I think I missed one. No, I got him. Um, <laughs> I got I got them all. Okay. Um I think I got them all. Let me make sure I got. Oh, Harry Donor. Harry Donor. Thank you, my man. And Daniel Chang, I, I'm eyeing the Bucks next. Why not? Uh, tune into tomorrow's newsletter. I'm going to have something on whether or not they can catch the Bucks. It's going to be tough and short. Um, Hannibal Miles, the super chat just keeps coming in. Julius Randle has figured it out when, when to be ISO Randle and when to be point Randle. He's 85% of the way there. And um, he's 85% of the way there. I, I don't. There were a couple possessions in overtime, but again, if he gets a and, and this is a good transition to talking about the game. If Julius Randle gets a hundred percent of the way, way way there, where he's doing this stuff with the ball, and then he's a hundred percent on when to take it himself and when to pass it, well, then he's a top ten player in the NBA. Full stop, top ten player in the NBA because he's defending at that level. He is um, he's shot making at that level. He's doing everything you need at that level, and he's doing it with size. And he's doing it with leadership. So if he gets to the point where he's picking right every time, and the, and the game we saw tonight was the game of a top 15 player in the NBA. Top 15. Top 15. Which is why he's going to make an All-NBA team. Again, that's happening. He is making an All-NBA team this year. That's in, I mean, unless he falls off a cliff over the next 11 games, Julius Randle's an All-NBA player. He's played like it. He's earned it. He deserves it. I don't care if he's taking Paul George's spot. I don't care if he's taking Jason Tatum's spot. I don't care if he's taking Jimmy Butler's spot. I mean, I'm not – we'll see how long LeBron is out, but I won't go there. He, he has earned a spot. He's earned a spot. So great game by Julius Randle. Um, good transition to Sekou Burmis. The more I think about this team, the less I want Lonzo. IQ should be our point guard of the future. We need a bridge point guard, i.e. Lowry. 
it is the it is the 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 question of the offseason. Take a sip of water before I talk about this. I think that I agree. I think they have to go for the veteran because if you sign Lonzo, even though he's not a point guard, he's going to play point guard for you. And that's going to take the ball out of Emmanuel Quickly's hands a little bit more because you're still going to have Rose on the team. If they can get a situation going where they get a real point guard mentor in here, no disrespect to Alfred Payton. Um, if they could get it, and, and Rose is that for quickly, I think. But if they could get a situation here where they get a real point guard mentor, I mean, they gave this kid the ball in the fourth quarter and overtime, and they told him to go make plays. And he made, he didn't just score. Yes, he scored, but he didn't just score. He was making the right play, and they didn't even all come through. He had a kick out to Bullock in the corner. Bullock missed. It was the right play. It was the right play, and he didn't look nervous at all. The kid comes up big in the biggest moments. Um, that's a point guard. That's a guy who could run your offense. Is he a full-time NBA, top-of-the-line, top-10 floor general in the traditional sense? No, probably not, but does he need to be? Or can he just be Emmanuel quickly? That's what I'm wondering. Can he just be Emmanuel quickly? Um, I think he could be Emmanuel quickly, and I want to see what that looks like moving forward. Um, the the good news, by the way, uh, we're, we're all about the good news here. Um, the good news is that they don't really need to make any tough decisions where he's concerned. It's just about how much money they want to invest in someone and who they want to invest it in. I just, in general, though, putting Lonzo aside, I just, I like the idea of signing a veteran mentor for quickly. I like the idea of signing a veteran mentor for quickly because I think that would benefit him a lot. Anyway, um, okay, pulling up Tibbs in a second. Um, we are going to go, let's get some more Super Chat comments in here. Oh, wait, no, my wife is telling me I missed something. No, I didn't. I got everything. Don't worry. My wife is the best. Um, Patrick Delapena, I'm going backwards now. What about a trade for Brogdon? Um, again, what are you giving up? I don't want to give up a first-round pick for, for Malcolm Brogdon. No, all due respect to him. Um, Tim Kim, not to get too emotional, but during a pandemic, this is the team we all get to tell our kids, grandkids, great-grandkids about. Just everything that happened from 2020 to 2021, seriously. I think we are going to be telling our kids about this team for a very long time. Um, and I, for one... Cannot wait to do that. Um, I hope my my daughter can actually start to appreciate basketball pretty soon. Let's see if we got Tibbs yet. Center's getting hurt. Nope. Going in, giving us a, some good minutes. Here we go. Uh, everyone's important. You need everyone. Uh, Julius was Julius, and you know I thought quick and and Derek gave us a good lift. Reggie was terrific. Um, and so you need everyone over the course of the season. We just got to keep scratching wins up. Rebecca Harlow. Coach, this is a game where you lose Taj, you lose Noel for a little while, you're already without Brooks, then Derek fouls out. So many guys that made big plays for you. What can you say about the toughness that you got from the guys that you did have on the floor? Yeah, and that's what I like about the guys that are not in the rotation. They're great team guys, and they put a lot of extra work in. For anybody who missed the newsletter today, I just want to point out for any and if you don't notice, the bench guys, Frank, Theo, Jared Harper, Norvell Pell, and I want to say one more guy who I'm forgetting, stand on the baseline the entire game. Don't sit down. They're up on the baseline rooting for their team the whole time. It's amazing. Um, uh, how is Taj? How is Maryland's and how physical was this battle? Oh, Obi. Obi's yeah, the other pretty, guy. Pretty intense out there. Oh! Uh, Shams with some breaking news. The Knicks are signing Norvell Pell to a multi-year deal. Breaking news from Shams. How about that? Girls had a lacerated lip. Uh, so, we'll see where we are tomorrow. Christian Winfield. Hey, Coach, uh, Obviously, Trey Young was a, a handful to deal with. When, when he goes down, in that good for Norvell Pell, by the way. Come back. How, how 
does that influence what you're able to do defensively, and does what you what you're able to do change when he's out of the game? Well, I think you know, and obviously he's a great player, and he commands a lot of everybody's teams, a great player. They also they're all great players. Have been playing really well for them, also. Uh, and then when they picked up Lou Williams, that added a, a whole different dimension to their team. Lou Williams is still Allen, really good, by the way. Uh, that fucking guy, he's going to be getting that. buckets when he's 45. Uh, and you have to be tied together. And, uh, you know, so as the game unfolds, you try to make adjustments that you feel can help you. And, uh, you know, but the big thing that I thought hurt us the most. Andrew, I love that you're doing double duty right now. Respect. You, Tom, what Clyde Frazier said about the 19 threes tonight, this is just extraordinary. How did the Knicks learn to shoot like this? They rarely practice. What's your answer to the shooting performance of your ball club tonight and in recent games? Well, actually, we've put a lot of time into the shooting. So uh, guys come in at night. Oh, my God. Tibbs was just offended. Days are film days, but they're also shooting days. So I wouldn't they, piss off they, days. They made a very serious commitment, and we knew we had to. We're going to get to all the comments in the Super Chat, I promise. Was how well <laughs> we shoot the three. And I think by working the way that they've worked, it's given them uh, confidence. And I've always said, I think the two biggest things with shooting are confidence and concentration. Oh. So, if you make that commitment to put the work in. And you love that alliteration, confidence and concentration. Uh, it helps. And, uh, you can see that guys are in there, we're shooting the right. It works in the bedroom, too. the most important thing. Because if you're shooting the right threes and you're not just jacking up any old three, it allows you, everyone knows when the ball is being shot. Got to be selective. It allows you to get your defense set going back. Uh, so I think that's important uh, as well. And, and of course, you got to put pressure on, on the defense, and that means that you need a drive, you need the ball to hit the paint, and then you need a spray out, and then you need a pass pass. And if you do that, you should get a rhythm three. Steve Popper. Hey, Tom. A, a lot of these guys on the roster haven't been in playoff games or, or tough games down the stretch. When you get uh, a game like this that's physical and overtime and you move into fourth place, uh, what, what can this do for these guys? Well, you take everything step by step. There's a lot of physical teams in the league, and there's a lot of talented teams. So I think as you head down the stretch here, you want to be playing your best. Uh, we try to challenge all our players mentally every day. By the way, I looked it up tonight. Tom Thibodeau's career-long winning streak as a head coach is nine games, which he achieved at the end of his first season um, in Chicago. So – um, if the Knicks win one more game, Tom Thibodeau will have achieved his longest winning streak of his career as a head coach. How you like them apples? All right, we're gonna get back to the super chat. Um, I talked about quickly. I talked about Randall. One other guy before I get to the super chat. The the other super chat comments. Um, Derek Rose, you know. I really did not care for Derrick Rose the first time he was here. Um, I didn't think he gave it his all. I thought he was still, in his mind, the same guy he was when he was MVP. I thought he played like it. thought he took plays off like it, on defense in particular. He was not in a good place. And I think that manifested when he left the team for a game. That dude has grown into one hell of a role player and that's probably understating what he is at this point and and veteran leader real veteran leader who guys look up to and who guys respect for what he's done and what he is still able to do and they don't i mean needless to say they don't win this game tonight without derrick rose absolutely massive as as huge huge with the U. Oh. Hey, Brian Emanuel, quickly's here. If you have a question, raise your hand. I'll bring you into the Yeah, uh, quickly. But yeah, third most important player tonight. Mark, unmute. Come on, Mark. You could do it. 
Pick me. Uh, uh, Rebecca Harlow. I know one of the things that you know you've told me in the past is you, you like to play the best. You want to be the best. You love the competition. What has this experience been like for you? Just the fight in all these games, winning eight straight, sole possession over four. I do wish. Where's your head right now? In the um, fucking clouds. Just trying to stay locked in. You know, it's a blessing <laughs> from God. I say all the time to to be a New York Nick. Um, to be on a team like this, you know, where everybody's, you know, for each other, wants each other's success, uh, is having fun. The coaches are pushing for the players to uh, do well, and it's just a great environment, a winning environment um, that you love to be in. So, you know, we just, we just want to keep pushing, uh, continue to just get better each and every day, and that's what we're striving to do. Christian Winfield. What's going on, Emmanuel? Congratulations on the win. Um, how would you describe Tibbs' coaching style? Uh, Coach Tibbs is, for me, he's kind of like Coach Cal from Kentucky. Uh, he pushes me every day uh, on and off the floor. He challenges you mentally. Um, and then, you know, he holds you accountable. Uh, whoever's on the floor, if you're not on the floor, holds you accountable, uh, especially to be on time early, uh, all that type of stuff. So, uh, if you're on time, you're, you're five minutes late. Push, you, you know, defensively first, and then <laughs> on the offense, and he, he lets you go and he, he lets you hoop. So you, that's all you really, really ask for. Steve Popper. Emmanuel, a lot of the players have spoken in recent days about the importance of this game, knowing it's you know fourth place on the line, as physical as it was overtime. What does it say for you guys to come out and do what you did? Does it feel almost like a playoff game here? Yeah, and we stressed that early in our shooting around, early in our walkthrough. Uh, this was going to be a playoff-type atmosphere, a playoff-type mentality. Uh, we wanted to be ready for that, and I feel like our guys, especially the best that we have on our team, um, are very physical guys, you know. So, you know, we ain't, we ain't relishing that. We embrace that. And I think you've seen a little bit of that today, especially in overtime. Herman? Hey, Emmanuel. Uh, are you surprised at how solid a three-point shooting team this has become? And how does it work when you guys come back at nighttime? I mean, uh, is anyone there? Uh, do you guys have to be to the gym? Or how does that work with um, I'm not surprised because I see all the guys that put the work in, uh, <laughs> whether it be late at night, early in the morning, before shooting around. Uh, they keep the key under the fucking mat. Work, so, um, I'm not really surprised. You know, the numbers always going to fall where it's supposed to fall as long as you. Um, I love you, Mark. So, I love um, you, Mark. Also, have, my like, inspiration. We have 24 hour access. Uh, Coach Sims might turn the key card off tomorrow because he declared blackout day, so nobody's allowed to go into the gym. I'll probably still find the man. I love this kid. Rebecca Harlow? I love this kid. <laughs> Quickly, two for you. Uh, describe to us what exactly it, is a blackout day. I don't think I've heard you say that before. <laughs> In case you didn't hear, he said he was going to sneak into the gym on a day when they're apparently mandated to not do anything. Did you at that point think, okay, I'm going to get more aggressive? Or is the mindset of this team that there are so many guys out on the floor that can produce that you really don't have to change your role, so to speak, in those moments? So, Blackout Day is uh, order from Tibbs, and he basically just declares that nobody's allowed to be really on the court, you know, and doing stuff. We got an early game coming up, so he declared that. Uh, really, nobody's supposed to come in, but the guys that want to do work probably still come in anyway. And, oh. uh, the question about uh, when Derrick Rose went out, you know, is unfortunate for us, but maybe as a, a NBA player, you just got to be ready to step up. The next just inject this kid into my veins. I usually just a little bit of both. You know, I want to get really aggressive. I try to stay aggressive regardless if he's on the floor. And, and also, uh, we have so many great players on our team that we use hey, to our advantage, too. Got hey, Thanks, guys. <laughs> Hey, Manuel, um, obviously, you know, you have a lot of confidence, especially for a rookie. But would you say that your confidence has grown? And if so, who do you attribute, you know, helping? My confidence grew six inches just tonight. You know, yourself. Uh, all my confidence comes from God. Uh, what I have nothing. Uh, but him, all things are possible. So, and then also my teammates and coaches. Uh, you know, they push me to be the best player and person that I can be. You know, every day they allow me to be myself, uh, whether it be on or off the floor. My guy Bell coming in big, big minutes. Uh, shout out to Norvell. Team likes each other. Really, that's it. You know.
know, God putting in the work and then, you know, this great uh, environment of winning that we have around here is, is something special. Thank you, Emmanuel. Thank you. Probably get one more, but um, we'll see. Anyway, um, he's going to sneak into the gym on a day when the head coach who – if you believed what everybody said before the season and over the last year and a half was the most maniacal, crazy, insane, lunatic, old school, going to drive his guys into the ground. That guy, that fucking guy, that fucking guy told everybody, go home, go away. We don't want you here. And this fucking kid's going to sneak his way into the gym. That's why he's closing games, and that's why you put the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter and in overtime, and you trust him to make the right play. Unbelievable. This They got every uh, every organization needs to get lucky. Every organization needs to get lucky, and I don't know if our luck came from hiring, you know, World Wide West for him to, you know, pound on the table, get me a manual quickly, um, or it's, you know, it's quick himself. If it's the trade, the Marcus Morris trade. Wherever the luck came from, the universe gave us this kid. And boy, oof, man, am I happy they did. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Speak of the devil. If there's a, from Robert McGinley, if there's a silver lining to Burks being out, it's the comfort level of IQ playing down the stretch of important games. Completely agree. Completely agree that quickly has had a couple down nice games in a row, which he hadn't had for a while. Um, Anthony Six, though. Um, sorry, it took me a while to get to these, by the way. Each one of these wins on the streak has been like a playoff boot camp. Completely agree. And they need it. As Tibbs said, these guys haven't been, you know, in the playoffs before. Comebacks, working out of ruts, next man stepping up. We found the balance of win and develop, and it's beautiful. So to me, this season, um, actually, I'm going to read this one first. MK21, all I've wanted for the past 15 years. 15 years. Ha! Cute. Cute. 15 years. No, I'm kidding. If Here's the thing. If you've only been a fan for 15 years, that means you came aboard when they sucked. So you get more credit than me because I had a lot of great years. So I had that to lean back on. If you started becoming a fan only in like 2006, 2007, God bless you. Anyway, all I've wanted for the last 15 years is a team that has the heart and gives 100% effort on a nightly basis. We have it now. Love this team. Lex fucking go. KFS. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, I um I I actually those two team those two comments tie together for me because um in the beginning of the season oh wait one other comment I didn't get to and then a couple new ones the win streak is thirty seven percent of our Vegas projected win total <laughs> this is from Sean Ahern I thought I'd uh, I never thought this would happen love this team in the Knicks community we, I I love it too it's amazing it's perfect um. This season, I could break it down into three segments. Segment one was when they came out in the beginning of the year and they weren't very good and they clearly didn't know how to like win games at all or like play in a manner that would like produce wins, but they were trying hard and they had a plan. They were trying hard, they were playing hard, they were coming out with effort and they had a plan. And you saw they had a set plan. They didn't really know what they were doing yet, but they had a plan. Then the second segment of the season, the middle of the season, the, the juicy middle, was when they started to be able to execute that plan. And you're like, oh, wait, 
if you squint hard enough, you could see the outline of a good team in there somewhere. But then when push came to shove, they didn't have it. And on nights when they weren't hot from deep or where another team was hot from deep and they got hit in the mouth or so like they just didn't have it. And they would keep games close throughout, but they weren't winning the tough games and they weren't winning the games against the good teams. And now I feel like, look, we're, I don't know how this tops out or where this ends up, but they're in the third segment now, which is we know what the fuck we're doing and we could do it and we could finish games. And I think step four, which I don't know if they have the talent to do is we're going to do that against the best teams in the league. But again, there's only six or seven or eight teams every year who reach that level. And then there's obviously one champion. So, you know, look, we're all getting a little ahead of ourselves. Eight straight wins will do that to you. I mean, it's, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm, I got Andrew's text open because he feeds me the super chat comments as I'm talking, by the way, shout out to Andrew Claudio. He's sick as a dog. He should be sleeping right now. And he's here quarter after 11, um, helping me because I'm an invalid and I can't do two things at once, um, with, and produces this into a podcast, just uh, absolutely, um, legend status for Andrew Claudio and uh, feel better, buddy. Um, okay. Back to what I was saying. Um, we're all getting ahead of ourselves and, oh yeah, that's what I was making a point about. Uh, he, I'm watching his texts and I'm seeing, I, cause I have every, every NBA person, NBA writer on notification. So it's just like tweet after tweet after tweet. It's like everybody in the league, local guys, national guys, everybody's tweeting about the Knicks. We are, we are, I mean, there's no football being played right now. Hockey, people don't really care about hockey. Sorry. Um, I don't think there's anything huge in baseball going on. I would argue that the New York Knicks right now are the story in professional sports for a good reason. When's the last time that's happened? It's it's happening. That is what is happening. Um, man. So, yeah, it's easy to get ahead of ourselves. But there's a lot of really good teams out there with a lot of really talented players. So, oh, got RJ. Bobby Childs. RJ, congratulations on the win tonight. Um, I, I wanted to ask quickly this this question, but I'll pose it to you. I like this hoodie. Year in the league, Can you see this hoodie? You went through it where you had to make adjustments after other teams made adjustments to you. Kind of like that. What hoodie. are you seeing with Quick in the terms of the way he's making adjustments after they adjusted to him? There's a heart on it with he's eyes. Being he's being aggressive, and uh, that's really what you need. Um Whenever you're you're aggressive, you can you can figure it out. You know, you get that get your rhythm going, and then somehow, some way, the game just rewards you. Jeffrey Bernstein. Yeah, uh, RJ, you've been around here now for two years. Last year wasn't so terrific. How exciting is it to play in a game choked. like this tonight, where there was really a lot on the line? Last year wasn't and, so terrific. Uh, no, it wasn't. You pulled out such a great win. It was great, you know. It just shows how resilient we are, um, how together we are. You see it. I mean, everybody's playing well. You know, Julius is obviously killing. But then, you know, down the board, everybody's everybody's getting their numbers because you know, anytime you know we're all sharing the ball and then we're playing defense and getting out. You know, our bigs are doing a great job down there, and Earl's been blocking shots like crazy. So it's just you know, it's a total team effort, man. It feels great. Mark Berman. Yeah, how physical was this game with, you know, seeing a lot of injuries and just the Thibodeau was talking about the nighttime work and you talked about it. Um, is that one of the major reasons why this team is shooting so well? Putting in that nighttime work. The night work. Uh, first, today was like a playoffs type atmosphere. Um, so, you know, a lot of, a lot of bodies flying around, very, very tough, very physical down there. Uh, and, uh, also, of course, everybody's working, you know, everybody's working. We're a team. We're always in the gym and it's showing there out there on the court. Uh, I feel also that it's, it's kind of somebody, you know, different every night is, is, uh, is going out there and playing well for us. We always say, you know, it 
it, it could come from anywhere. It could come from it could be anybody uh, that goes out there and makes you know the plays to, to win the game for us, and just a testament to our work. Steve Popper. With fourth place on the line, this was a game that even Tom, before the game, had admitted that he you know, talked about the importance of playoff seeding and stuff. For you guys to do what you did to survive, to, you know, pull it out. No Theo, as Theo Pinson tweets out for about the win. As a test heading down the stretch. Love it. Theo Pinson. It's great for us. Um, you know, we keep getting tested to every game and we're responding. No matter what happened, we're responding. I think we're down, what, on the 10 and the 4th. Uh, you know, there was a period of time where we stopped them for, you know, a couple minutes in a row. And, uh, you know, it's just it's great. You know, it's great to, to just see how resilient the team is. Cassidy Falk. Hi, RJ. Um, so Tibbs is obviously in the conversation for Coach of the Year. But, you know, when you, when you think about just his impact Ooh, on – RJ is, like, nodding, yes. And the difference from last year and this year, like, how would you describe and pinpoint oh, he's shaking how his head. he's changed the dynamic of, of this group? I mean, he better be in the running. <laughs> you know, I, we all believe in Tibbs. Tibbs has been doing just a tremendous job, just the way he's turned everything around and the way he has us, you know, playing hard every single night. Um, and we're getting wins. You know, Shout out David Fisdale. The whole staff, you know, just – Night in and night out, every day, working hard, working hard, just pushing and pushing. And, man, it's, it's just a great feeling. Uh, I'm sure the, the fans see how hard we're working and having them in the garden has been great overall. So just the whole, you know, the whole Knicks organization as a whole has just been great. Oh, just inject it. Christian Westfield. Right into my veins. Hey, RJ, when, when you walked in earlier this season for training camp, or I guess the amended training camp that you guys had, did you – did you think that being one of the top four teams in the East was possible, or is this moment right now kind of exceeded the expectations that you might have had for the beginning of the season? I think it exceeds everybody else's expectations, but you know we know what we could do. Uh, we know That's who great. we are, and uh, we're showing That's great. Right, and we're going to continue to do that, continue to stay together, and that's all that's important. Thank you, RJ. Thank you, RJ. Thank you, RJ, for existing. I haven't talked about RJ uh, yet tonight. RJ Barrett is, um, I mean, what, let me actually check his final stat line tonight. It's six for 18, and he, so yeah, obviously not a great shooting night, but ends up 16 points, and like it felt like they were all huge, plus five assists and, and six rebounds. So it's like, it's amazing. We've gotten to the point where last year you felt like his good games statistically weren't impactful in a positive way. And now we're at a point where you feel like even his worst statistical games still have a positive impact. I'm going to get back to the Super Chat before we finish up. Forgot NYC. If we lost after that weird Noel goaltend tip-in shot, I would have lost my shit. Oh, my God. Thank you for bringing that up because I saw that happen and i'm like oh fuck because we were up i think by seven or eight at that point and it felt like we were going to cruise to the win and then that happened and it was like all of a sudden oh wait why 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 now it's closer and then everything went down the way it went down um <laughs> daniel chang big 15 needs to be trending for the playoffs let's get it i love it let's absolutely get it trending they have to really get on this they have to keep they have to get like a t-shirt made up or something um Slacker hero. Shout out to everyone who watched Alexei Shved, Shane Larkin, etc. We're really out here winning games now. You just gave me, uh, I know how I'm going to end this. Uh, James Lee, IQ now makes contact layups, breaking the rookie wall. I'm going to I'm gonna do an, um, uh, an IQ piece at the end of this week for the newsletter. He is absolutely busted through the rookie wall as far as I'm concerned. You can't you can't have a game like this and say you've hit the rookie wall. I do think he's tiring out a little bit, but the fact that he could battle through it is just that's all that matters. And they're going to need him in the playoffs because, again, we did this uh, – just another excuse for me to say something stupid that's going to come back to bite me in the ass. Welcome to my life. We did the thing on, on Sunday's pod – where we talked about the five most indispensable Knicks, and I don't think Emmanuel quickly made either of our lists. I think we went Randall, RJ, Burks, um, Rose, 
Uh, I went Bullock. Jeremy went Noel. And that just seems stupid. That just seems ridiculous because this, I, what, you know, but again, this is the, this is the type of conversation you could have about a team that's actually good. Because when you have a team that's actually good, unlike the shit we've been watching for a very long time, there isn't just one or two guys who were important. There's like five or six or seven or eight guys who are really important. And Emmanuel Quickly's one of them. And just, but here's the thing I'll say about Emmanuel Quickly: they could win when he doesn't have good games. But when he has good games, it makes it easier for them to win than when anyone else has, um, like their version of a good game. Like they could get an average game from Randall, and like. They could still win, still lose. When quickly is going off like he was tonight, like they don't lose those games. They just don't. And that's probably the most exciting thing about this kid. Um, Bjorn, Bjorn, Cura. So this is the super chat. This is the super chat. I've been hearing about. Just want to show support to KFS. We thank you, Bjorn, through thick and thin. But, um, and then he puts eight W's. More fun. Yes. Um, I like the thick better than the thin. Um, Dallas in 25, I became a fan in the rise up of the Riley years, a little bit before me. I was 90, uh, 92, 93. This team gives, yeah, this team gives, uh, time the same feels. Absolutely. It, it is that type of a team. Juan Cruz, thank you for your contribution to the super chat. I think I am fully caught up. Andrew, if I am not fully caught up, let me know. Um, a couple other guys that I do want to mention before, um, I get out of here. Let's talk Norvell Pell. We could talk Norvell Pell. Um, I want to see what the terms of the deal are that he got. I thought he played some incredibly valuable minutes tonight. Norvell Pell ended up playing a total of, did not score, did he score a point? He scored one, no, scored two points. Excuse me, two points. Um, but he played nine minutes. They were huge. Um, I, I imagine that the multi-year deal that they signed him to is probably non-guaranteed for next year. I cannot fathom that they would have given him um a contract that was fully guaranteed for next year but you never know um he's been a fringe nba player so i'm guessing he will he probably accepted something of the non-guaranteed variety um if there's already been any reporting on that and i missed it i apologize um but that would be my guess i like him i think he's a good solid you know impersonator of nerland's noel i think he could hold his own um, doesn't have, he's not really a lob threat. It seems the hands aren't really there. Um, but I have heard, I have heard around the way, uh, that he can shoot it. And he had, I think he had a three in a game late with Philly last year. It was in like garbage time that he made. He has the ability to stretch the floor. I don't know if that's ever going to become a part of his game at the NBA level, like in meaningful minutes, but, but Pell can shoot it. Um, and God knows his timing on blocks and uh, his ability to get high on blocks is really good. So, you know, that's good, too. Um, I like the signing. Um, let's fucking go, Knicks. Luis uh, Medence. Uh, Macri, you've been so loyal. You deserve just as much as all the other fans. Uh, I, I, this is this is this is my gift right here. Um, I'm, I'm not talking about the Super Chat money either. Just being able to do this. This is the gift. Love your work, man. Knicks tape for life. I love it. Um Zolo J can't forget about Knicks legends like Jose Calderon, Sasha Vujicic, and Lou Amundsen. God, wow, um, those are some names. Bassoon 07 breaking. Tibbs having a blackout tomorrow and closing all practice facilities. Yeah, that is breaking news. Um, oh, uh, smash the like. I should I should really say this more. Um, hit the like, smash the like. Don't smash your computer though, please. I, every time, can I just say for, I'm an older, uh, gentleman. So whenever I hear smash the like button, I get fearful that someone is out there is going to break their computer. Don't break your computer on behalf of me or Nick's film school. You can gently tap the like button and it accomplishes the same thing as if you were to, to smash it. Um, I just, that's public, public service announcement. Um, anybody else who I didn't talk about tonight? Um, by the way, I know Barrett didn't have the best game. He has been now, actually, this is what I'm going to do. Um, boy, talk about Jimmy Butler, man. It, the comps, the comp is going to get there and the comp is not going away because Barrett played again, a team high 
41 minutes and 18 seconds today. And if everybody just gives me a, uh, a hot second, I want to pull up because it feels like the minutes are like, because, and, and don't forget there was a, a, speaking of minutes, there was a hot minute there in the middle of the season where everybody was like, Oh no, Tibbs doesn't trust Barrett. He's pulling him. He's not playing him enough minutes in, in the right times and this and that. He played 41, 18 tonight. He played 39-39 against Charlotte last night. So R.J. Barrett, Rowan Alexander Barrett Jr. has played 80 minutes, 80 minutes of basketball over the last 27 hours? 80 minutes in the last 27 hours of professional basketball. That's pretty fucking insane. And he shows he's no worse for the wear. I don't worry about him wearing down. Look at that guy. Look at how he's built. Brick shed house on wheels. Um, and then the game before that, 36 minutes. The game before that, 46 minutes. Game before that, a little less, 28, but 33, 33, 33, 35, 33. I mean, and you look up the list, 40, 40 minutes against Minnesota. 38 minutes against Milwaukee, 41 minutes against Washington, 39 minutes against Washington, 30 minutes, 39 against, I mean, 41, 40. It's Tibbs trusts him. Tibbs trusts him. And he needs him on the floor at all times, even when he's not having a great game. Like I said before, he's having a positive impact. Um, so that's awesome, too. Um, <laughs> Casey Gray. Too late. I already smashed my computer, hitting the like button, and we'll be suing Nick's film school for damages. Uh, we'll refer that to our in-house counsel, um, me, I guess. Uh, I feel bad for us if I'm in-house counsel. Alan Fan 20, do you think uh, Obi's defense improved at least a little? Yeah, I mentioned that before. I think Obi Toppin played, again, wasn't a lot of minutes today. He played uh, 12 minutes. But those are tw 12 minutes of quality NBA basketball. Didn't do anything wrong. Did a few things right. Aggressive on the boards, you'd love to see it. Uh, closed out well. Um, moving well on defense, didn't have any breakdowns, didn't have any lapses. Everything you want to see from Obi Toppin right now. Um, I think he's he's playing really well. Um, Dalsim 25, Big 15, you got it. Uh, Big 15 all the way. I love it. Um, we're going to get that on a T-shirt at some point very soon, I promise. Oscar DeLeon, what's up, Oscar? Bro, take a shot. Well, I don't have a shot, but I do have a beer. Let's go, Knicks. I still have to write a newsletter tonight, so no, I, which I have not started writing about this game, obviously. Let's go, Knicks. Jew heard um, Julius Randle. Great team win. Shout, great team win. Shout out to High IQ. High IQ. I like that. Um, D Rose Noel, and we Knicks fans are on cloud nine. Um. My, my wife is texting me a request to bring up a, a blanket. Um, full service operation here at Knicks Film School. Um, soon 07, Macri, what kind, what teams are you the most scared of for the Knicks to face in the playoffs? For me, it's Miami and Philly. That's a really good question. I, I, look, since the, I, I don't think I'm lying when I say this. Um, since the All-Star break, the Knicks have a higher net rating than the than the Nets. The Nets have not been healthy. The Nets may never be healthy. I don't know how to talk about facing the Nets because as much as like the notion of beating the Nets would be, I mean, God, I I I I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm not gonna talk about it because I'm gonna just say silly, stupid shit. That would be meaningful, and, and that would be a, a lovely challenge. But again, I can't I can't escape the fact that all the nonsense that they're pulling, resting guys for every little bump and bruise and nick and cut over the regular season, I can't escape the fact that there's a decent chance that at least two of those guys are going to be healthy for the playoffs. And and that scares the shit out of me. Um, you know, if you wanna if you wanna find um a Nick content creator who's going to be like, ah, we'll beat Kyrie and Harden or, you know, we'll beat KD and, and Kyrie. Like, you're, you're coming to the wrong place. Those guys are fucking unreal. Now, do they play defense? No. Um, is there a way to beat that team? Yeah, there's a way to beat them. 
Um, but like Joe Harris scares me. Jeff Green's been there before. He's won, obviously, championships. Um, they're a good team. Brooklyn's a good team. So Brooklyn and Philly scare me still the most. And then after that, does Miami scare me more than Milwaukee? No, they don't. I, I, I'm, well, I would say Miami and Milwaukee scare me equally. No, actually, no, fuck that. Miami scares me a little bit more, but I think they could beat Miami. I think they could beat Miami. I absolutely think they could beat Miami. And then after that would be um, Boston and um, and Atlanta. I think Atlanta's a real – I mean, look, all of these teams are good. Um, all of these teams are good. Anything could happen. Um, my man, Mark Fischel, what's going on, Mark? Uh, this is the la- last one, I think, and then I'm, I'm going to get out of here. Love the emotion all the guys showed when they saw Woody. Absolutely. Speaks to the community they are developing. That's a great place to um, – it's a great place to end it. So you can't you can't build a team in a test tube. Um, there, when you get a team that exceeds expectations by this much, there has to be something special in the water, and there's nece- there's not necessarily any rhyme or reason for why that is, but. I would like to sit here right now and propose to you that the people who put together this roster, William Wesley, Leon Rose, Brock Aller, Scott Perry, give give Scott Perry credit. He's here, right? He's here. They knew what they were doing in assembling this coaching staff and this roster. And, uh, you know, True Hoop wrote about it the other day um, about how, like, they're really trying to make it like a family. It feels like a family when you, when I, you know, I'm on these, these zooms now and you could just see these guys really like each other. These guys, it is meaningful to them that they are doing this together. They are a collective group. Yes. It's a business. I get that. And it's always going to be a business at the end of the day, but this is a special group of players. Um, in terms of the, the, the total, in total, in terms of the collective. And, and that's why when, when we sit here and we talk about, we're going to talk about, you know, this team with our kids and our grandkids and, and, and this and that, um, I, I think that that's real. Because, again, you could have great teams. You could have, like, you know, Brooklyn may go on to win it all. Who knows? That's not a team anybody's going to fucking tell anyone about. One, because they don't have any fans. But, two – because of the nature in which that they were were put together and, you know, the sweat equity that does and does not come with certain ways of team building and, and fandom and how long you're a fan and all of that stuff. So this team is special and I think they're a special group of players. And I will, I will just, I will just end. I want to read, I want to read a couple names that I don't think have been shared in the super chat. Maybe they've been shared in the super chat or in the chat generally, but that I think deserve to be mentioned. Moochie Norris, Cesare Trebansky, Michael Doliak, Frank Williams, Jameson Brewer, Quintel Woods, should I say it? No, that's mean. Ah, fuck it. Jerome James. Um, Randolph Morris. Kelvin Cato. Mohamed Sine. Cheek Sam. The immortal Chris Duhon. Henry Walker. How can we? I love Henry Walker. Henry Walker actually had a hot minute here, so shout out to Henry Walker. Um, J.R. Giddens. Jonathan Bender. Earl Barron, Sean Williams, Sheldon Williams, both Williams, the double Williams. If any of these names mean anything to you, if any of these names mean anything to you, you deserve this. You deserve eight wins in a row. You deserve relevance in the last quarter of the season. 
You deserve all of the attention, all the accolades. You deserve all the good juju. Because we have jorts. Joel John, good one. Jorts. Um, because we've been through some shit. We've been through some shit. And uh, we're here. Still kicking. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where this season ends up. And, uh, of course, as always, thank you, everybody, for uh, coming, spending some time with us after the game. And um, uh, what, Andrew, thanks for tuning in, guys. Enjoy the two days off. Very fun episode planned for Friday's pod. Yes, this is a very fun episode for Friday's pod, that I will say. Um, subscribe, rate, review. There you go. I said it. Subscribe, rate, review. Don't smash your computer. Um, shout out to all of you. And, of course, uh, shout out to Andrew Claudio, um, behind the, the man behind the magic. Um, we love you all, and we'll uh, we'll see you soon. All right, adios.